Hello and welcome to the 17th edition of the Me and My Golf podcast. I'm Piers Ward and I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Proudman, and we are talking about why you should have a driver fitting. We're going to be going through the most important things that you need to understand about having a driver fitting and how it could be possibly one of the best golfing experiences you've ever had. So today we have lots of great information to go through, but before we get started, as you may be aware already, May is all about driving at meandmygolf.com. So loads of fantastic content, which is going to help you with your driving. Make sure you check it out, check us out on social and also at meandmygolf.com. Now, Andy, driver fitting. So today the program is, we're going to go through some common misconceptions first of all. We're going to talk about how a driver fitting can actually help your delivery numbers for both accuracy and distance and we're going to give you a checklist so if you do want to go and have a fitting which i'm pretty sure you will do after listening to this you have a checklist that you can take to the fitter and get the most out of that fitting but andy i think there's two questions i'm going to ask you number one do you enjoy having a fitting and number two is it a good thing to do for you, um, for you personally yeah 100 percent. i actually i really do enjoy having a fitting now and i think the fitting has um, advanced over the last few years, obviously with the, you know, with technology like Trapman and la- different launch monitors and the technology available that's now in different heads and the, just the the fine tuning you're able to do now, especially on the driver. It, you know, gone of the day it was just literally, do you want a nine and a half stiff or a, a ten and a half regular? Um, I know that was the case when I worked in the golf shop. It was pretty much just loft and shaft flex. Yeah. Um, but now you can really fine tune things with weight, with shaft weight, with shaft length, with um, with all sorts of different things that just make a massive difference. If you get a real good fit, you can go away feeling, not only feeling more confident, but actually getting some massive benefit to your game. And I think, you know, for me, my recent fitting and my, my last two fittings, let's say, um, I've really enjoyed them because I've seen the benefit on the golf course, especially with the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting more out of my driver now. I've actually had it fine-tuned and uh, I'm definitely a lot happier with it. So I, I would definitely say, just watching you from, and I totally agree, that you definitely benefited because you can hit the ball further because of yep. the fittings that you've had. Yep. So you know, they've, they've optimised, and we'll talk about that later, yep. so they've been able to optimise your distance. I know for me personally, when I had a fitting last year um, with one of the tailor-made tour guys, it, it was probably my best spell of driving for the next four or five months until the winter came that I've probably had for, I don't know, 10 years. You yeah. know, it really felt like the fairway was going to be hit most times and I was still going to be 30 yards past you. So it was yeah. really, really good for me. You obviously weren't playing with me that day. <laughs> okay, so look, I think what we need to do, we've got loads to talk about here, so obviously we want to make sure we get through it best we can. So I think common misconceptions is the first thing because as you said, you know, you would... How many people would come into the pro shop saying, well, I need a stiff shaft and I need the lowest loft possible because the lowest loft is going to hit the ball the furthest. Yeah. So obviously we're talking about the difference between a 5-iron and a 9-iron. Lower loft, yes, of course, it does hit the ball further. But with a driver, it's not the case, is it? No, and I think that, that, is, a, that is definitely a misconception that people think that when you go to a lower loft, let's say a 9 or an 8 degree, you're going to get more distance. But look, we know from the te- with Trackman and things like that, we know that... Um, what the optimum launch and spin rate is based yes. on that golfer. So when it comes to hitting the golf ball a long way, we want to get the golf ball flying a long way in the air. Mm-hmm. So we want it launching high with a fairly low spin and we want the golf ball fairly decent height but coming down and still having, you know, having that momentum to go forward. So what you have to think about is low loft generally 
equals a lower spin. Now, what you have to remember is you can hit the golf ball um, too low spin, let's say, is going to give you not enough distance. Yeah. Too high spin is also going to give you not enough distance. So it really is about finding the optimum. And somebody who, let's say, swings it very slow um, and uses, let's say, a nine degree, they might not generate enough spin to actually carry the golf ball far enough. So somebody going too low loft, there's a good chance that they could obviously um, lose distance because of that. So, and as we mentioned there, too high loft is going to have the same effect. But I think the majority of people think that if you go to a lower loft, you are going to increase uh, the distance. But we know actually the majority of golfers, if they, if they were to go to a higher loft, they're going to have slightly more spin, um, maybe more carry and actually more distance. But it scares a lot of people because let's say you give a, you know, let's say a 15 handicap guy yeah. a 11 degree. Mm -hmm. He's going to think, oh, 11 degree, that's, you know, that's for um, somebody who swings the golf or swings the club really slow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it short by doing that. But actually that produces the optimum numbers for them to give them the optimum ball flight and carry. So loft is your friend. Do not move away from it just because you think lower loft is going to give you more distance. And you know, the one thing I would add to that as well is that actually loft is better for accuracy as well. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, I hit my three wood on the fairway, no problem, but I can't hit my driver. Now there's a couple of other things other than the loft, but the loft is a big part of that. Yeah. So the higher the loft, the more fairways you're going to hit. I know Phil Mickelson messed around with two drivers in the bag a few yeah. years ago. One was a lower lofted, longer shaft, and the one was a higher lofted, shorter shaft. And it was kind of like having a, a long driver and a short three wood, uh, sorry, a short driver or even a, a long three wood yeah. in the bag. And look, it does depend on the course you're playing. You know, some golf courses you might need a lower loft because it's really breezy. And so, you know, all these things need to be taken yeah. into account during a fit, which the fitter will do. But I think that what we want to cover is just the, the general conceptions or mm -hmm. misconceptions that golfers have thinking that lower loft equals more distance when it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken to the fitters at St Andrews, um, obviously a Lynx course, wide open, very windy. They, they're fitting nine and a half all day. Yeah. Now they know that they're not going to get optimum carry with that golf ball, yeah. but they're probably going to get optimum distance based on the holes that they're playing on. So probably find a few more fairways as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so the next one is... Um, Straight away, this uh, a few people spring to mind that <laughs> yeah. I'll spend time with him. Uh, and he even knows what we're talking about here. Know. He knows the guy that we're talking about, but the shaft <laughs> Colin, is the is most. It? Colin, that's the one. <laughs> the shaft is the most important thing. Yeah, we had a, a good friend of ours called Colin the Shaft, and um, you know he would change shafts all the time, looking for the holy grail through a shaft. Now, of course, the shaft is really important. You know, but the shaft really for a lot of golfers, yes, it can tighten the dispersion. Maybe if you go lighter you can hit the golf ball further. But the feel is really important that you get out of a shaft. But the main thing that we are seeing with club testing is the biggest effects on changing ball flight come from the technology in the head. Yeah. Obviously you need a shaft and it needs to suit, but the head seems to be the one that is changing the ball flight more often. Yeah, and you know what, I think it's interesting because there was a comment on the website just yesterday, someone asking the question saying, um, I'm slicing the golf ball you know, quite badly is my shaft too stiff? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people really associate the poor shots with the shaft. Mm -hmm. um, when really, if you've, got, if you've got a horrendous slice, chances of the shaft causing that are very, very slim. It mm -hmm. might be adding a little bit potentially, but if you've got a wicked slice, then you, know, you need to be looking at the face-to-path and, and actually looking at how you can improve your face-to-path numbers. Um, but again, most people go to the shaft and think, well, the shaft must be completely wrong. When generally, it's probably due to the head or just your face-to-path numbers. Yeah, I mean, look, what we're saying as well is that it will change slight 
differences in the golf ball from yeah. maybe launch angle, spin rate, but to a very minimal amount. Not so noticeable that you, the average golfer is going to yeah. go, oh my God, that's like, you know, a hundred times better. Yeah. Um, you might be able to see it slightly on Trackman, um, but certainly from the, our experience dealing with the fitters, Pierce, mm -hmm. over the last few years, the majority of the fitters that we speak to say, well, look, when it comes to shaft, really, the main thing is you've got to feel comfortable with yep. it. You have to feel, oh, I like that feel of that shaft. I mm -hmm. like the weight of the shaft. So a lot of it is to do with personal preference. And just when you're over the golf ball and hitting shots, do you feel comfortable with that? And I know from our fittings, when we've both been there, you prefer a slightly stiffer shaft on the driver. Stiffer and heavier. Yeah. I, I prefer a slightly, well, a less stiff shaft with a little bit of um, a little bit of kick in it, if that makes sense, a little bit of feel in it. Mm -hmm. So that's just our personal preference. We both uh, swing it at a similar pace yeah. or a similar speed, but that's just our personal preference. Again, these are the things that you go through in a fit just to get it right. But I think um, the main point that we're trying to get across here is that the shaft isn't going to transform your game. Nope. It's more about, well, how does it feel when you're on the golf course? Yeah. Does it give you that feeling of that you can play with it and feel comfortable with it? Yeah, no, look, I know when I've had fittings before that I might try five or six different shafts and I know there will be a clear favourite for me and that's the shaft that I want to put in, yeah. in in the club. I mean, I've just actually had, we had a fitting a couple of weeks ago. I've had a new rescue. I've never gotten with rescues, never really liked them that much. This is definitely the best rescue I've ever had. And just because I think it was a combination of getting the head right, but also getting the shaft to match the head. Yeah. So, so there is definitely something in it. You just need to be understanding that it's not always the, 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 the big answer for you, the big yeah. answer. Okay, so... Um, how often have we heard this? I'm not good enough for a fitting. You are, Pierce. <laughs> just go for a fitting. You'll be all right. <laughs> so, yeah, oh God, this is a big one, isn't it? You mm. know, again, I was answering another comment from a guy this morning on the website. And he was saying, um, I'm scoring over 100. Should I go for a fitting or should I wait? Um, and my response to him was, first thing is, you know, make sure you're having some coaching. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he, was, he wanted to break the 100. So I said, well, you obviously, he was on our break 100, actually. Um, but I said, look, you can't beat having some coaching. And what you do in that coaching session as well, um, the guy will recommend to you whether it's a good idea. But generally, look, you can't really go too early for a fitting. Yeah. You know, go for a fitting, get the recommendations. Some people might say you need to wait a month or two before yeah. we just, you know, while we just get the fundamentals right and get mm -hmm. you sort of solid. But um, go for a fitting, see what the fitter says. If you get a good fitter, they'll give you the right recommendations to... Um, to what you what you need and if you need to wait or you know they'll be as honest as they can with you but I think look I don't really think that that is a, an issue really if you're feeling that you're not good enough um, I would say look go for a fitting and just uh, you know get the the correct advice off the right fitter yeah look if the amount of um, you look at drivers now and how they can be changed so much you know a club and we'll talk about this a little bit later but but how the golf clubs can be changed, you can go through different stages of golf swing changes, and the, the, the fitter can actually adjust the club to suit you at any point. Yeah. You know, you can have, you know, you can have go through a whole year of changing your golf swing, and the driver can change with you. So, you know, you are good enough, and you it would be a good idea to do it. Yeah, and, and it kind of leads into this next one as well, because I think a lot of people, when they ask the question, "Am I good? You know, I'm not good enough for a fitting," maybe a little bit is they're thinking it's going to be very intimidating. And yeah. if you think about it. You know, you're turning up, you're meeting someone you've never seen before. You may have seen him once on the range, you know, and go in passing and book the fitting. And then suddenly this guy is dissecting your golf swing. He's seeing everything, all the numbers, and you're going, oh, my goodness. 
this is going to be intimidating. But these guys are professionals. Their job is to get you as comfortable as possible, as soon as possible, so you can get the best out of it. So the one thing that we always say to people, if it feels intimidating to you, you need to understand that they're seeing all sorts of bad shots every day anyway. We always hit bad shots. That person is there to put you at ease and give you the best possible advice. So, you know, be calm. When you get in there, take your time, warm up properly, and just have all the information you need, and you will have an amazing experience for sure. Yeah, I think if you can get past that, which is, you know, everybody's going to feel a little bit like that, that nobody really likes to have their, you know, have eyeballs on their golf swing and think they're sort of being um, analysed. But I think, you know, ultimately the the guy is there to help you, and he sees lots of different shots every day. So... um, I think get past that and get yourself a fitting and uh, I think you'll enjoy the experience when you, once you actually settle in. Um, and do you know what, a good advice for that is if you're going for a fitting, just get warmed up 15, 20 minutes, half an hour before. So you've got some, you know, you've got some of the bad shots out there first and you've got warmed up so you're ready for the fitting when you get in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I totally agree. So um, one more, and this is, not, this is not a common one I would say, but it is something that happens. Uh, it won't make a difference to me. So this is obviously someone who is saying, well, actually, I don't need a fitting. I'll be able to figure it out myself. I'll be able to, you know, select the club, maybe look at stuff online. Now, of course, you can do that and you can maybe have an educated guess about what you do need. But if you think that you, it won't make a difference to you because you're, you know, you're at a level where you don't need that help, then I think actually, unfortunately, you are mistaken because the best golfers in the world trust these fitters on a weekly basis when they're at a a PGA Tour or a European Tour event, whatever, LPGA, they are using these guys to give them advice every week. So the fitters know exactly what they what setup they need, they know what yardages they hit it, they can actually tell the player or the player's coach or the caddy when their game goes off a little bit. So these fitters are exceptionally knowledgeable about improving, you know, what clubs you should have and improving your game. So you know, it, it would just be would be a big mistake to think that you don't need one and it wouldn't be a difference to you. Yeah, I certainly think that you, if you don't go for a fitting, um, I think you're missing out on an opportunity just to get a small percentage better. You know, yeah. for some people, they might get 25% better on their drives because of having a fitting. Some people might be 5%, but 5% is still an improvement. So mm. um, if you're not going for a fitting, then you definitely are giving... Um, some improvement away to the golf yeah, course. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay. So look, there's some common misconceptions. If you are doing any of those or thinking about any of those, then really, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And you know, there's, there's, as I said, there's benefits from the from having the fitting. Okay, so look, I think the, the next part. Obviously, we're going to talk about how the club can actually change your impact conditions. Now, if we think about the technology and how it's improved over the last 10 years, it's mind-boggling how much these club manufacturers, the research they put into it, the amount of time, the amount of golf balls hit, but how they're actually able to manipulate the golf ball. So we can, you know, I can give you a driver now, Andy, which will not hit the ball left. Yeah. It might hit it right, yeah. but it won't hit it left. So if we can actually have that ability to take out one side of the golf course, for a lot of golfers, that would be heaven. And I think it's, again, this is where the fitter comes in, but, if we talk about the movable uh, head weight technology, so we've got these weights now in the back of a lot of golf clubs now that we can move around to change where the face is pointing at impact. Yeah. We, can, we can improve the, the ball speed if there's a strike location which is off. There's so much we can do now with this technology, isn't there? Yeah, there is, yeah, definitely. And I think, look, I mean, this is the difference with, with me and you, Pierce. When you have a fitting, 
you don't want to hit the goalpost to the right. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. your bad, that's, your, that's the yeah, shot that you I hate. hate shot. So Pierce hates hitting the shot to the right. Um, I hate hitting the shot to the left. So when I look at Pierce's driver and I look at my driver, I hate the look of Pierce's driver <laughs> because it looks a little upright, it looks a little towed in, and I'm like, I don't even know how you can play with that. But that's your preference, yep. which is good. But that suits your eye and that suits your game. So when it comes to my driver, I will have a driver that is maybe uh, slightly squarer to slightly more open because I hate hitting the golf ball to mm-hmm. the left. So but if Pierce was to look at my driver, he'd be going, God, how do you even play with that thing? Yeah. It just seems like it's going to go right. But these are the great things that you can do during a fit that will actually, like you said, Pierce, reduce the, the chances of going that, you know, hitting that one side of the golf course that you don't like. Mm-hmm. So when I go on the golf course now, it's very rare that I actually hook a shot now because of my setup. And I feel that's more, more so now with my recent fit because I think it's geared up for that. And yes. I, you know, I know for the same for you. So the technology that is available with the movable weights, with the adjustable loft sleeves that you have now, um, by going for a fitting, you can really dial in and you know, eradicate some of the things that you really don't like to see. Now, I think one question a lot of people say, well, look, surely you just go for a lesson. If you're mm-hmm. hitting the golf ball right or left, surely you go for a lesson. Well, look, go for a lesson, mm-hmm. but we don't hit the golf ball perfect every time. There's still going to be some tendencies that you like to have in your game. So it's not, it's not something that we're saying you're going to, to have a fitting to solve all your problems. This is to really complement your game mm-hmm. um, so you can still progress and move forward with your coaching if you're having coaching and just improve some of the bad shots that actually you hit. So I think there's, there's so many benefits and just the example of the difference between me and Pierce there I think is a massive one and everybody's different and when you do go for a fitting they'll treat you as you and find out what what you like, what you don't like, and, and build a plan around that. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, let's just go through a few of the trends. So, obviously, if you're, if you're curving the golf ball to the right, we can move the weights, you know, more into the heel side of the, of the club to help close the face a little bit faster. Often, when you hit the golf ball out to the right, it comes out the heel. So, again, if you move the weights over towards the heel side, then you're going to get a, a more solid hit when you strike the ball slightly out the heel. You know, as we said, um, the difference between mine and Andy's driver, my driver's more upright, which gets the loft of the face pointing a little bit more to the left. So there's lots of things you can do if you're slicing the golf ball. Conversely, if you're hooking the golf ball, you can move the weights to the other side of the golf yeah. club. You know, you can allow for that toe strike. You can um, you can obviously make you know you can go the the normal lot. I know the driver that you've got. So for the normal lie angle for you, like you said, it it tends to go a little bit more to the right. Yep. The face does, and if we think about it as well, your loft is on your driver is a little bit less. Yeah. So it's slightly de-lofted off your ten point five. Yeah. Which again gets the face pointing more to the right. So exactly. these are all the things that the fitter, once he knows what your bad shot is, he's like going, okay, I've got you. I, you know, a good fitter will know from what you've said pretty much what spec your club should be, even before you hit a golf shot. Yeah. He'll know where he wants to push you, in what direction. Um, another one for me that which is. Massive when it comes to accuracy is the miss hits. So if we have someone who is heel and, and toe striking it, you can look at where you put the weights to actually change how the club is delivered into the golf ball as well. A little bit more in depth that. But I think the, the one thing for me that really is a, a massive thing that I see on the coaching tee is the length of the shaft. Now this is something manufacturers will generally like to go with the longest shaft they can possibly get in there because it's good for distance. But if you're someone who is maybe under five foot eight, you need to really consider should you have a standard length driver? You know, because a lot of the time we see heel strikes, 
ball cutting out to the right and the swing itself, I'm looking at the swing going, oh, this swing is pretty good. Let's put a three wood in your hands. Yeah. Boom, out the middle, they're hitting draws. And you go, okay, right, if we could almost get that three wood shaft and put it in the drive ahead, suddenly we've got a golfer yeah. with a driver in the hand. So look, think about the shaft length when you're doing that. Yeah, and one thing really important as well, which they will always look at with the driver, obviously, is strike location. So where are you striking that golf ball on the face? And we urge you before you go for a fitting to actually have some awareness of where your strike is because that will obviously influence your curvature of the shot as Piers was talking about there. So this is something they will measure um, during a fitting, but you wanna make sure that you're, you're aware of where your patterns are to start with. And this is something the fitter might ask you, you know, where's your stride pattern? Is it towards the heel? Is it towards the toe? Is it pretty central? So have an awareness of where you do strike the golf ball on the face before you go for a fitting. So when you, when you are there, you can see um, how, let's say, true the fitting is compared to what you'd normally be like. Um, but also then you've just got some awareness to, to share with the fitter as well. So use some tape from a local pro or get some foot spray, um, which you can just lightly spray on the face and that'll show you during your practice session there. Mm. But definitely recommend doing that. Okay, cool. So uh, let's before we get into distance, this is interesting, isn't it? Because we had this conversation just the other day. The majority of people who come to us for golf lessons want to hit the golf ball straighter. Yeah. The majority of people who go for a fitting they may not go in there all intentional to think I want to hit the ball further, but they're coming out and they're in the less they're in the session. Sorry, maybe halfway through the session, thinking actually I want to hit the ball further. So we almost see that we see people come for lessons as I said straighter. Fitting is more about hitting the golf ball a little bit further, and we see that a lot. But the good news is you can do this. We did a video just the other day, the Myanmar Golf Weekly with with Neil Wayne, and it was you know hitting the golf ball. It was showing how we could hit the golf ball further by just changing the golf club. Yeah. So for, for me, we went from a, my normal heavy shaft, we went a lighter shaft, slightly longer, with a different style head as well. I don't know how, whether the head had much to do with it, but the shaft length and weight, I was getting more four mile per hour, more club head yeah. speed, which is phenomenal really when you think of that. Um, it doesn't guarantee that you can hit the ball further, but it's a good starting point because obviously the ball speed is the king. But I think, you know, going for a fitting and being optimized for distance, really important. It is, and I think, look, for me, if I when I go for fitting with a driver, um, I wanna get the most out of my driver. Yeah. So I wanna, yes, maybe take out some of the things that I don't like, I don't wanna hit it left, so I'm saying, look, do something that enables me to minimize the chances of me hitting the golf ball to the left, but give me a club that I can actually hit the golf ball far. I would rather be slightly offline, but further down the fairway um, than shorter and on the fairway, just for the simple fact, um, you know, if you're further down there and still in, the, still in the rough, then you can still get a wedge or a nine or an eight iron and still get it on the green. So for me, I want to optimize my distance by getting the right launch and spin. And if I can do that, I'm going to be more consistent, uh, more consistently long over the course of a round in a lot of different conditions as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the, the, the good thing is, on the fitting, and this is something obviously when, when, when we use Trackman, obviously we use Trackman as the launch monitor for helping with, with fitting a golf club, but mainly obviously for coaching and the videos we do. But I can go through pretty much everybody's driver that everyone's hit on our Trackman, and we have, a, we have this optimizer option. So it can tell you what you need to be better at to hit the golf ball further. So I've, I've, what I've got here, Andy, and you didn't know I was going to do this, so this is going to be a surprise to you. I've actually just randomly, well, I haven't randomly, I've picked him on purpose, selected someone's drive. So I've got Dustin Johnson, yeah. world number one, his drive, when we did the filming with him back in uh, December, 
he hit a drive which carried 303 yards and it went a total of 323. Now, Trackman is saying the optimal for the shot that he hit with the speed that he was generating was not 303 carry, which he did, it was actually 312 yards. So there was nine more yards in his shot if we'd yeah. have optimised it. The good thing with this is we look at this and we see his spin rate was 2,725. Okay. The optimal range is between, for him, between 1,600 and 2,400. So, so if we one. wanted to hit the golf ball a little bit further, we could maybe look at lowering the spin. So yeah. you can then change the loft or you can change the weights in the club if that's what DJ was after. Exactly. Now we know for a fact DJ was hitting cuts here. This was actually the shot when he was uh, replicating hitting the 18th fairway yeah. at Augusta, hitting the fade. He's after hitting that fairway. Yeah. So the thing is that you can have these sessions now and we can actually tell you what you could be doing. And sometimes that can be a little bit scary for you because it can be a, be, a, be a bit obsessive, but at least we have that technology to say, look, you know, if we see someone who's losing 40 yards from a, with their current driver, yeah. you're onto a winner straight away. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it, it is, from the, from the guys that we see on the lesson tee, you know, you, if you see someone and you've got them on here and you, you're thinking, well, actually, look, they're creating 4,000 spin, you know by changing the loft and going to a different driver, a lower lofted yeah. driver, they're going to increase their um, distance. So, yeah, look, it's massive in terms of that. And I think, you know, creating the right launch and spin with the driver um, is really important. As you said, Pierce, the majority of guys out there, and I think the majority of guys listen to this, if they went for a driver fitting, yeah. they would want to hit the golf ball as far as they possibly can. Yeah. Yes, on the fairway, hopefully, but, you know, ultimately... We no longer is better. Yeah, totally. And I think okay, we're, we're quite confident if someone comes to us and says they want to hit the golf ball further, we can show them how to do that with a launch monitor. Uh, no problem at all. I think the one thing that we, it depends on the golfer obviously as well. So I know for a lot of the guys that, that I work with, I know you do the same as well. We work at two different style drives. So one drive which is designed to hit the fairway, which is usually a, a fade or maybe a slightly lower fade but one shot is designed to hit a par five in two or drive onto a par four or just at least get 20 yards further down yeah. the fairway. So again, you can work out, and this is something you can discuss with the fitter, I need a shot that I can hit the fairway, but I also need one where I can hit it longer. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's definitely some benefits on obviously getting distance, and I'm pretty sure that everyone listening to this is going to be going, I want to get more distance yeah. if they go for a fitting. And it is a little bit of a trade-off. It's just finding something you can get the most distance out of but still be able to actually get it on the fairway as well so yeah. that's the key thing can you get as long as you can but still it's no good you having the longest driver in the bag but being miles offline with it no nope. um so it's finding that balance between getting you know a good distance out of it but still being able to play and get it in place so. yeah and i think the golf course you're playing really plays exactly. a role in that as well exactly okay so look what we have got to finish this off we've got a a checklist of what you need to be doing um, in preparation for a driver fitting, this is what we would recommend. Now, all we will say is if you just turn up to a driver fitting without having any real sort of thoughts on what you want to achieve, then you know what, you're not going to get the best experience. So to get, to get the best experience, the more prep work you do, the better. So the first thing we've already mentioned is assessing your strike. You know, having an idea what your strike is and then what your current ball flight is. So once you have that information, obviously, it's, and it, it sounds crazy that we would ask this, what's your current ball flight? Some people aren't really sure what is their actual ball flight. Some people will say they hit it quite straight, and then you look at it and go, hang on a minute, you're fading it a bit more than you think. So that's, that's, that's really important. Next thing is the history, Andy. So I think we've had this before where we have sent, when we first started coaching, we would send people to a fitter. We would send someone to a fitter having worked really hard to get rid of their slice. 
and they get there for their fitting and they're maybe overdrawing it. And the fitter may say to them, oh, you need to feel like you're playing a bit of a fade to stop hooking it every now and then. And we're going, absolutely not. We don't want to do this. So I think if we can tell the fitter that, look, I've spent 10 years trying to get rid of a slice, you know, you don't want them to mess with that, do you? No, no, it's just it's just like you say, it's having a plan and just saying, well, even writing down, you know, get a get a notebook and take this notebook to your fitting and say, well, look, this is what I've done over the last few years. This is where my game has been. These are the changes that I've made. Um, and these are the, these are the struggles that I've had. And, and, you know, just giving them a good insight so they can build up some background. You know, I think the background for the fitter is probably the most important thing because then he knows um, where you've come from, some of the things that you've worked on, what you don't like to do. And then he can then build a plan around actually, you know, around your history rather than judging you yeah. off your off the shots that you're going to currently hit on there. So, you know, having that history and just just getting that out to him straight away is um, is paramount when it comes to just him building up a plan for you, really. Yeah, and don't worry, we'll go through this checklist again to conclude. But I think I think adding to that as well, we've got obviously if you've got a golf coach that you're working with, you want that golf coach to give the fittest some information as well. So based on what you're doing and what your history has been, um, the next thing is your goals. So what do you actually want to achieve out of the driver fitting? You know, actually going there and going, well, I want to hit the goal ball further or straighter or play a draw or play a fade. That's important, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, it is. Just, just really specific, you know, like you said, Pierce. It's like, well, okay, what do you want out of your driver? I want to hit more fairways. I want to get rid of my curve to the right or minimise my curve to the right. Just being really clear on what your goals are for that session, again, helps the fitter. Deal with you the, the, with, in the right way. You know, you want to leave that, that fitting with your goals almost answered, if that mm. makes sense. You want to come away and think, well, okay, that guy has actually um, fitted me for exactly what I want and what yeah. is most important to me. Okay. So uh, next would be preference. So as you know, you know already, myself and Andy have different preferences based on how we want the shaft to feel, the weight of the shaft the look of the face when we, we're over it, how the, how the club head looks when we look down at it, again, hugely important. Yeah, and also, you know, before you go for a fitting, try a few different ones out. Mm. So, you know, if you're a tailor-made guy, if you're a ping guy, if you're a Mizuno guy, have a, few, have a go at a few different drivers so you can sort of narrow it down to what you actually like. You might not like the tailor-made or the ping or the Mizuno, but without trying them and having an idea before you start, that is really important as well. So, you know, thinking about what you like before you get there will save some time during the fitting to to say, well, actually, these mm -hmm. are the drivers I like. You might go, okay, great, I like this Talamade or I like this ping. Can you fit me for both of these and see which one performs better? So just having an idea, first of all, what you actually like um, so you can guide the fitter really down the right route. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so again, we've touched on this a little bit, but current swing changes. So if you are going through a swing change, really important that you you know make the fitter aware of this you know you need to let him know exactly what you're working at so he has an idea where you're going in the future with your goal swing because you may be in the middle of your swing change the fitter needs to understand where you want to go and where you want to end up and he can as we said with the movable hate uh, head weight technology i'm really struggling with that aren't i hate i'm, 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 I'm i hate Just take there's, time, there's a lot of hate in there isn't there <laughs> So <laughs> we, uh, he's gone now for the next minute. So, you know, with this technology now, you can start off slicing the golf ball, go through the swing changes, and you can change the weights in the club to allow for your changes as you are going through this process. Okay, so look, again, obviously, very important. Um, budget, you know, how much money you want to spend. That's really important, isn't it? 
It, of course it is, yeah. You know, and that's the, that's maybe one of the first things that the the, um, the fitter may ask. If he doesn't mm. ask, then obviously just tell him. You know, this is my budget. I don't want to spend any more than this because then that obviously will influence the the type of driver and the model that you that you can get. So be really clear on that to start with. Um, because the last thing you want is the guy saying, this is the best driver for you. Mm. It's going to cost you $700 when your budget is $250 or £250. I'm thinking dollars, please. Um, <laughs> been in America too long. Too long. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, just be really clear on that because, do you know what? If, this, if the guy says to you, this driver is so much better than anything else, it's $700, then um, the wife might not be too happy when you've took home a, uh, when you spent $500 more than you actually should have. So... Um, yeah, so just be clear on your budget there. I think that's a really important part. That has definitely helped, uh, definitely uh, hindered a few people over the years for sure. And a couple more, what worked and what didn't work? So we know that, you know, you may have, tra you may have tried different things, you know, like in Andy's case, you know, he's not going to go for an extra stiff shaft. You know, you will have this information already based on previous experiences. What has worked for you and what hasn't worked for you? Again, obviously, you need to look at that. Yeah. Okay, and last one, okay. When you're in the fitting, it's easy to get caught up in, in you know, in the how good the fitter is at what he's doing. But you've got to tell them what you like and what you don't like. You know, you've got to be very much. You've got to, you know, you're making a decision. You're going to buy an expensive golf club. Yeah. You need to tell them what you do and don't like because you may have a golf club which outperforms all of them, but you just don't like it. Yeah. And you need to make. They need to make sure that you, you know. They have that information. Yeah, just be clear on what, you know, fit, really feel or be honest and open with the fitter. If, you, if he gives you a golf club and you look at it and you think, God, that looks terrible, don't just hit it just because you feel you should. Tell him straight away, I, I really don't like the look of that club. It sits too much like this or the weight of this doesn't feel right or something's not right with this. Be open and honest with, you, with him. Um, again, it's going to speed the process up, but then you are going to you know, get a much more successful fit because we're narrowing down all the time, getting something that A, suits you, but B, you feel the most comfortable with and you really like. For me, when I look down at a golf club, I have to really like the look of the head. It has to look square to slightly open. So if the fitter gives me something that's closed, I won't even hit it. I'll say, well, actually, I don't like the look of yeah. that. Let's move on to another yeah. one because it's pointless. It's pointless hitting a club yeah. that actually you don't like the look of. So. And, you know, he'll respect that, just be honest and open with him, and that helps his job, ultimately. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it helps him do a better job. So I think if you can just do that and just be open and honest and say, look, yeah, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, you're going to come away a lot happier. And so is he, actually. So you've saved him some time and effort. Definitely. But having said that, I, you know, you you can hit a good shot often enough and soon start to like something. So if, yeah, if, you do, if, if, you, if it keeps working for you... Then, then maybe you can, but yeah, of course, tell them what you do and don't like. Right, okay, let's just recap those eight. So, um, first thing was your strike and your ball flight, you know, make note of that. The history of your golf, your goals, your preference on what you like, current swing changes you may be doing, budget, what has worked and what has not worked, and don't be afraid to tell them what you like and you don't like. And if you can do all of those, if you can actually get that information ready for that fitting, we are convinced you're going to have one of the best experiences that you will ever have. Okay, so we have got a quote, as always, to finish off from Lord Kelvin, I believe. From Lord Kelvin, yes. And I thought, well, to do with fitting and sort of getting measured uh, mm. for golf clubs, this is all about measuring. So if you cannot measure it, you cannot improve it. So for the guys who are thinking about getting a fitting, um, go for a fitting. You'll get a lot of great information and 
from that you are going to see some improvements so, you know I guarantee that if you go for a fitting you will see some improvements so um, if you're thinking about it before listening to this podcast hopefully we've convinced you that it's a good idea maybe go and get it checked out get it booked in make that appointment and you will see some benefit for this season so we hope you enjoyed the podcast there guys and look fitting is so important hopefully we've helped you um, understand some of the important factors when going for a fitting now look if you are listening and you really enjoy this podcast then please share it with a friend we want to make this podcast amazing and help as many golfers all over the world as we can so please share it and head over to iTunes and leave a review and rate this so we can get more and more people listening to this and also if you would like myself and Pierce as your very own personal online golf coaches then head over to meandmygolf.com where we've created an amazing website that really is tailored for you. You can go and fix any specific shots that you like on there. There's several coaching plans that will help you guide um, you through your game for some serious improvements. And like you say, myself and Pierce will have and be there every step of the way for you. So head over to that. You can get a 30-day free trial today, and we will see you over there. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Me and My Golf podcast.